If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Tara Bradner, and this is Hopeful Hints, an infertility podcast where you will receive quick, hopeful hints to guide you through infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision. Welcome to Hopeful Hints. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Brander, and we are in our final week of PCOS Awareness Month, which happens every September. I'm going to be talking today about adolescence and PCOS. At what age can you really get diagnosed with PCOS? I've had this question a lot lately. I've had many teens come forward on social media sharing with me. They believe they have some of these symptoms. They thought it was just because their dad was hairy or their mom had the same symptoms or their mom felt it was too early for them to be diagnosed with this disease. But I'm here to share with you at what age you can find out if you have PCOS. So we know that it's common for this disease to typically be diagnosed when someone's actually having troubles getting pregnant. It's often late. It's a very delayed diagnosis. It takes two to three healthcare providers. It takes several office visits. And many times it's the patient themselves coming forward saying, hey, I think I have PCOS. And that's how they receive the diagnosis. However, it begins as soon as one's first menstrual period. And for some, it can be as young as age 11 or 12. We know for some, it can develop in their 20s and 30s. It can be when they're in college. We also know and need to keep in mind that PCOS does vary with age, with race, with weight, and what it looks like on you. Not everyone is going to have the same symptoms. Not everyone has all of them. Not everyone's going to have, you know, the facial hair or the dark, coarse hair. It's, it really looks different on everybody. It's hard with adolescent patients because the symptoms and problems they come forward with are often characterized by healthcare providers as normal puberty, and they often overlap with symptoms of PCOS. So a couple of research studies uh, recommended that adolescent girls must meet four of the five following criteria, and that looks like irregular periods. It looks like the acne, the coarse hair growth, the face, and symptoms like that, when other studies suggest simply using the criteria that's used for adults, that being one that's called Rotterdam criteria, and others feel that they should have to meet all three criteria. And so there's just a lot of conflicting information out there and research that healthcare providers are presented with as well. And so the thing to keep in mind overall, the takeaway of this is 
adolescent females are diagnosed with PCOS by the same criteria described for adults. So the same goes for them. Typically, I tell my patients one to two years after your menstrual cycle has started, if these symptoms are still presenting, let's look at PCOS. And we can find usually lab work that's positive, or we just can look at treating symptoms because you fit the Rotterdam or you fit particular criteria of diagnosing PCOS. Let's look at what these symptoms may look like once again. It's menstrual irregularity. That's one of the most common features of PCOS. We know that more than 75% of those with PCOS have this manifestation. We know it usually is greater than six to eight weeks apart. We have to rule out some other issues as possible in the cause, but that is typically one of the most common signs. Androgen excess. What is that? That is when our male hormones are too high, therefore not allowing our female hormones such as estrogen and progesterone to work appropriately. These hormones that we look at are usually free and total testosterone, DHEAS, and some other additional labs that your healthcare provider may order. Now remember, polycystic ovaries are present in some, and you do not need an ultrasound to receive the diagnosis of PCOS. Some providers prefer this or use it, but it is not necessary. And so find a healthcare provider that really listens to you. Um, it takes your concern seriously. If you're worried about some of these symptoms that you have, especially the lack of menstrual cycle, find someone who fully understands what PCOS is, all the different ways to treat it, from lifestyle to supplements to prescription medications to sleep management. It can really treat you from a whole body standpoint. And that most importantly, I'll say it again, hears you, takes your concern seriously, and is willing to work with you to help manage your symptoms. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hopeful Hints. I'll see you back here next week. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over and hit subscribe or leave a review for Hopeful Hints and Infertility Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week, Tuesday. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.